and I, I, you know, something else I know about you, and I, I, you're probably getting better about this, but I remember you were dating this girl that was driving you crazy, which was not uncommon at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had asked you to do something, and you were right. The thing she had asked you to do was silly, and it was like, it was an obvious no. Mm-hmm. It was like, of course I'm not doing that. And then you told her no, and, you know, she was in this situation, so she wasn't happy about the no, but I don't remember her being overtly shitty about it. And you were, like, tortured over this. And I remember going, like, Rafiq, <laughs> she asked you to do something, and you said no, and now it's over. Right. Like, there's, I don't know what is left to be worried about. <laughs> Right. And, you know, that is something that I am actively trying to work on because it's hard when you are a chronic overthinker. <laughs> are right? you? Mm, I mean, a little bit, little bit, little, 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 little bit. bit. Uh, you know, there's always that portion of you that you think, okay, I say no. And then what happens? Well, I say no. And then she gets mad. And then she doesn't say anything, but that's another negative block on our relationship. And that's going to start tipping the scales. And when you start tipping the scales, that means that eventually when she asks for this, because I know that's going to happen in six months, I'm going to have to say no. And then that's going to say, you know, and it becomes this long thing of like, you haven't even gotten to six months later <laughs> and you go yeah you've married and divorced her already right yeah uh fuck i love the fact that you use the f- exact phrase married and divorced because that <laughs> yeah. is the literal reason why i do not talk to more women <laughs> because i am not kidding you the number of times i've been in a bar seen someone attractive and i have already married and divorced them in my head because they've done something shitty, like (laughs) suck like the neighbor's dick before I've even said hello. And it's like, she looks like the kind of woman that'll suck the neighbor's dick. I don't know her name and I'm not sure about her eye color because she's about 20 yards away, but she looks like the kind of bitch. Right. Everything else. The neighbor's dick. You know, I was thinking about this the other day uh, was just the fact of like, there's a distinct portion of me that as I'm getting older, I am ironically becoming less cynical uh, because I have been cynical for so long in my life that now I go, well, what if it just isn't right? (laughs) i'm so glad to hear you say that because we've had that conversation several times i well so that's the thing is like i know uh, like i've always said like i know who i am as a person you know like yada 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 i am sure that if i live to be age 70 i'm gonna be fucking happy go lucky as fuck because i'm just gonna be like yeah the world's terrible who gives a shit and by (laughs) that you're you're 34 now yeah yeah so by the time you're 70 you know we're gonna be in mad max anyway right so it's like yeah we're all fighting for gas sure right and but (laughs) that's kind of the point is i feel like 
you know, in the Mad Max movie, I'm going to be that weird old guy that everyone's like, how did he live this? Lo-? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're always smiling and whistling. Right. And it, like drawing pictures and <laughs> doing right? shit yeah, like it's that. Like, yeah. It's like they just see you on top of the dune and then it's like, oh, that's just crazy Dave. And like he's like stabs a lizard with like a trident out of nowhere, yeah. like just walks off happy, you know, like. Because that's the thing is like there's so much of me, there's so much of me that in a like in relationships in general or just in life is very cynical, you know, and negatively focused. But as I am getting older, there's more of me that just goes, "Who gives a shit?" Like you yeah. know, you're right about it. Fuck it. Yes. Like why does it matter? I I noticed. I was thinking about this today before I got here. Um. I have this weird degree and you know, I'm always trying to give you advice. Like I'm have anything figured out, you know, mm. I don't know what that's about, but like I have this weird, okay. Guy who's strung out on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's the mountain. That's the thing of like, I, I can't fix that guy. I okay. can't give that guy advice. You know what I mean? There's nothing I'm going to say that's going to penetrate his problem. Right. But let's at least try to get him off the heroin. Okay. You know, once we get him clean, then he can go start dealing with all the baggage and trauma that got him into the heroin. Mm -hmm. Right. But for some reason, when it comes to like the guy who won't shut up at the dinner party, I can't translate that same mentality and go like he won't shut up at the dinner party because of his trauma and his baggage and i should just back off and let him do it i'm always like trying to come in and offer advice and did you notice that like nobody cared when you were talking (laughs) like i'm always trying to fix people i love and it's like why can't i just let you just do your thing right you know well, because, you know, for guys like you and I in general, there's always, you know, you can call it arrogance or what have you. But there, <laughs> I, it, think, I think you should call yeah, it arrogance. It probably is. But, you know, like the, uh, there's a part of us that goes like we feel like we know how things should be. Yeah. You know, and we go like if you well, do this thing, if you do, if you are the guy who talks too much at the dinner table, it's like you're making everybody uncomfortable. Right. You're making, every, you know, so it's like you and our, or I should say us in our heads go, if I just tell him don't talk so much, <laughs> right. it'll fix things. <laughs> right. And that but way. I think, I think the other problem I have, the, again, it, it's about, are you going to, are you going to penetrate? Right. Meaning the guy who's strung out on drugs is not listening to reason. There's mm-hmm. no point in reasoning, but it's like, I know this guy and I love this guy and I know he's smart. And if I can just get him like, Hey, have you noticed that when you get to minute three, nobody's making eye contact and everyone's staring at their plate? Like, have you, and I don't know how to go I can't reason with this guy anymore than I can reason with that guy. So it's funny that you mention it because I was hanging out with Tosh the other day and we had a conversation similar to that in which we were talking about, you know, how people relate to the media, right? 
And I, the only reason why I bring that up is because over the course of that conversation, I had the realization of like, oh, most people, most people say that they function on logic and rationale, but the reality is, is that it's usually just emotion. Mm -hmm. So it's not, why can't I get through to this person? Right. What, how, why can't I logic my way into this guy being a better person? It's the fact of like, this person hasn't had the right emotional response to convince them internally to change their behavior. Sure. Okay. You know, so it's the thing of like, he's never been at a dinner party so awkward <laughs> that he was like, I am never talking that much again. He has never been, you know. He's never been on the other side of it. Right? He's never he's never had that moment where you and him are hanging out and there's a third guy named Fuckface Freddy, right, who's just motor-mouthing over him. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, Freddy goes, I got a jet and leaves. And then he goes, ah, oh, isn't that so annoying? And you just go, you know, you do that too. <laughs> right. And then he's crushed inside. He's like, holy shit, I do do that. <laughs> right. Because that's a good point. Actually, you just reminded me like one of my first serious girlfriends that happened. She would get the, in, in these loops. It was, it was just like you wanted to smash your head through a window, you know, that guy's great. He would just, he would give you the shirt off his back. You know, he would just, he would give you the shirt off his back. He's so great. He would just give you the, sh and I mean, it, it'd be a minute and a half of that. And then uh, one day she was talking about how her mom, you know what my mom does that drives me crazy. And I kind of went, you know, you do that too, right? right yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think from that point on, I never heard her do it again. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, something that we all got to confront in ourselves because it, it's hard, man. It's hard changing, you know, the, you know, the weight loss thing, right? We did the whole mini sodes with that and all that. Uh, but like one of the things I realized at that point is like, the reason why I was doing so much better with the weight loss is because I had a concrete goal sure. that I wanted to achieve. I wanted to make sure I did not pay a hundred bucks. Right. Well, <laughs> you didn't have a concrete goal. You had a concrete consequence. Well, I'm um, yes. Uh, well, no, I, I had a concrete well, goal you, because but, I had a specific weight that I had to get But to. it sounds as if the motivation uh, was avoiding the consequence. I mean, that's true, too. Uh, so, but, you know, that's functionally an emotional response because you can talk to me all day long about the logic of losing weight, trying to eat healthier, right, et cetera, right. et cetera, but it doesn't resonate as much as it does emotionally when you go, well, I don't fucking like that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I just had a, a bad diagnosis for my gastro stuff, and um, I reach the doctor gave me no instructions dietary mm -hmm. i'm coming out of the sedation and he's going yeah you're in bad shape here's the drug i'm going to give you bye so like and that was like a friday so monday i'm calling their office like hey are, are there something i should be avoiding eating or you know of course it gives it takes them a day to get back to me mm -hmm. and of course the list it's just don't eat anything that makes life worth living that's right. that might as well have been well so i go to my cupboard and everything he described is <laughs> right covered. Yeah. So 
maybe this was a logical response. Maybe this was an emotional response. But at that moment, I thought, well, I'm not going to clear out this cupboard and throw everything away. So I'm going to take a chance and basically burn through all this food. And then the next time I grocery shop. So I don't know if this relates at all to what you're saying, but like now my cupboard is more in line with the instructions I got however many weeks ago. Well, yeah, because you had a emotional response of, no, I'm not doing, (laughs) you had the emotional response of things need to change. Right. Things need to change, followed by, you know, I'm not saying that logic doesn't exist. I'm saying that logic is not the first thing that occurs. Sure. You know, it's... You know, nobody reads the news and goes, oh, my goodness, Charlie Crist has a track record of being, like, a kind of moderate douchebag. And, you know, like, I guess he voted on these bills that seem reasonable and these bills that I absolutely hate. And this is the reason why I should not vote for Charlie Crist. Nobody does that. People just read the headline and they see Charlie Crist is running for governor and go, fuck that guy. (laughs) That guy polluted this thing that I love. I hate that guy. And that's a thing that happened because... you know, the whole reason why I was having the conversation with Tosh is because I actually had to force myself to vote for him. <laughs> right. Because the early primaries came up, right? I went out and voted, and he was on the list. And I looked because it's like him and uh, I think it's Nikki Freed uh, who are running for like governor of Florida right now uh, on the Democratic ticket. And it was like between these two people who are running as Democrats, who is more likely to win, you know? And so my initial emotional reaction was like, fuck that fuck guy. That guy. But, but then, then your logical reaction is I would prefer a Democrat, which, which of the two Democrats is more likely to take the seat. Right. And so I had to force myself to bubble in his name because there was part of me that was like, I just want to vote for her, you know, one, because I think women need to be in office more often just to kind of balance the numbers, but also like, because it's like, it was not Charlie Crist. And it was one of those, like, she doesn't have a long enough track record for me. Like logically go, I think she's a good, she has a good chance of winning this. You know what I mean? Right. Well, for the moment, I would like to cast my vote to hit pause and take a piss. All right, cool. Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are So How About This, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.